Welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Apparently better than how Seth's going. Seth, how are you doing? You okay, bud? Oh, it's fine. Oh, no. Oh, no, Eeyore. He's he's letting... Special guest star. He's letting the magic ruin his night. (laughs) We, We, of course, had to record right after the magic made their disappointing pick. I'm sorry, Seth. You know, it is what it is. Yep. They will field <laughs> the exact same team next year and not be good. So, at least I kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. it's There's no reason to get your hopes up. Only <laughs> only room to be pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah. So. I like, this, I like the optimism here. Yeah. I'm trying. So, um... <laughs> Let's talk about um, something that's much more better than the Orlando Magic's pick. And let's talk about uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which is the... Uh, Half sequel? It is a game. It's it's not a full... S- calling, a thing, calling things a full-size game is weird. Um, it's a full-size game. Um, I don't know. It's not as long as Spider-Man was. Yeah, it's a much more abbreviated experience of the original Spider-Man game, or rather yeah. the 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 game that this one is a sequel to. Do you uh do you know what you clocked at the when you wrapped up, Seth? Well, since there's no easy way to see game time on PlayStation Four, I do not. Well, they have added that in PlayStation 5. Mm, so I've and, heard. Uh, mine said mine said 13 hours. You would think on like your save file. No, it's not there wow. on PS4. I don't. No. I know, I know, it's not there. I don't like that. So uh, what's weird though, Seth, I will say, is that um, when I went to go look at Miles Morales to see uh, what my game time was, it told me my game time for all the PS4 games I played. So obviously Sony has the data somewhere yeah. in your file. Uh, you just can't see it. Um, because it was like, oh yeah, you played thir- 35 hours of Persona. And I'm like, yes, you're right, I did. That's cool, <laughs> thank you. Um, and then there was another one, it was Horizon, where they were like, oh, you only played like 27 hours of Horizon. And I was for sure that I played like 40. Nope. Um so yeah, interestingly enough, that aside, so the PlayStation 5 does tell you that. So I clocked about 13 hours, and I 100% of the game. Uh, no, no, stern, no stone left unturned, everything discovered, every crime completed. Well, I didn't do the... I stopped <laughs> the crime. I didn't do them myself. Um, you know, I hear that uh, Spider-Man, he is a menace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, as the podcaster uh, J. Jonah Jameson would say. Um, but Seth, uh, what did you think of this uh, game? What did you think of it? I found it to be very good. Um, it's it's funny how much I've talked about on this podcast about how I want games to be shorter. And here is a game that is shorter. And yet, like after it was over, I was like, man, I wish there was a little more for me to do here. Um, just because like it brings over 
the very good gameplay that was in Marvel Spider-Man uh, on the PlayStation 4. Um, and the really, the really cool world that you're in and sort of compresses it into this really quick experience. Um, I say quick, it sort of certainly comparatively it is quick. Uh, and it actually, it kind of hits a lot of similar beats as the Spider-Man, the, the f story in the first game does, uh, in a much more rapid fashion. Um, and I, on the one hand, I enjoyed the fact that I didn't feel this need to go out and just do all of these things. Um, it, it's, it's such, the gameplay itself is just so like, it's so fun to do that I was left wanting just a, a little tiny bit more, um, at the end. Uh, but it's, it's a very, very fun game. Um, Miles is as endearing as ever. Um, it's, it, and it's really cool to see him in a game. It's, it's really interesting. My, um, I don't know if it's really interesting to me. It is, I guess. Uh, my sort of like about face on how I thought of Miles as a character um, because I like when I was younger was super into the Ultimate Spider-Man comics and that version of Peter um, and so when they made the decision to kill him off and bring in this new Spider-Man I was like well I don't like this I don't care about this character and I refuse to ever care about this character um Boo. And <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he was it was not he was not Peter, yeah, and he was especially not Ultimate Peter, um, and in every like iteration that I have seen him in now, he's become more and more endearing to me, um, and I am I to the point where I, was, I was like hyped that I that to be able to play as him in this game, um, because he he. He feels like even though his gameplay is remarkably similar, like he feels like a much different character than Peter. Um and I don't know, he's 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 great. Like anyone who's seen uh Into the Spider-Verse knows, like it's a very similar characterization of Miles. Um and it's yeah, it's it's great. It's it's super fun. It's not super long, which is really good. And of course, like I said, I wish it was longer. Um, but it's and it, it just it it leaves you wanting more of this gameplay and of this character. And yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me how Insomniac um, looked at the original game and thought, oh, how can I how can we maybe um, make this a Miles game and also make it a better game. And I think they really excelled at that, uh, mainly by having... Um, so in the original Spider-Man uh, game by Insomniac, one of your main uh, ciphers that would like give you stuff to do was... Um, oh my gosh, I cannot remember her name. But it was, we can just call her Lady Cop. I, I forgot her name. Yuri. Yuri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The same name as the actor. Yes, that's how um, I remember yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So Yuri, I totally forgot about her. Yuri is a endearing character, um, but there is not the relationship between Peter and Yuri that there is between Miles and Genki. And 
um, that was really great and fun to listen to them go back and forth as you're swinging through New York. And uh, even like, so Seth said the gameplay is very similar. It is, but the, um, I feel like there's something to be said about the, um, I can't, the inexperience of Miles in the animations so yes. like the animations of when you're swinging yeah. through the city and the um like he just feels like a different character in the way he moves even if the stuff you're doing is the same and mechanically yeah the character has different emotions that's putting through and that's phenomenal the fact that i was people are able to pick up on that is awesome so one quick question i have is like over the course of the game so like i've seen some footage of like miles swinging and stuff he's like flailing about a lot and he like he looks very inexperienced but as the game goes progresses um like do his animations become a little tighter or is he still flailing not at the end of the game I well, I, not, the not game that I takes noticed. place over like three days. Yeah, that's yeah. also what I was gonna say. Is this is like literally um, a weekend, a weekend or a week. Like it's it is not not much like a growth. month of yeah. of his life. It is just this like isolated week of him being Spider Man. Because uh, the 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 basis of the story is that Peter is going off on a study vacation yeah. to Simcaria with MJ. Um, MJ and uh freaky face Peter Parker um really did not um really forgot that there was a character model change until I saw him and then it really threw me. Um and so he's like listen Man, you... it is it's jarring the first time you see it. Yeah. It, it really is. Um and he's like, listen, um, you're the Spider-Man. You're Spider-Man now. Yeah. Um, and there's like really interesting character growth there where throughout the week you, whereas you're looking for the physical, like the physical characteristics, um, you can tell emotionally when Miles is talking to characters, he's figuring it out. Um, sometimes on his own and sometimes with his friends like, giving him that little bit of kick like you need to believe in yourself like you are doing awesome stuff yeah um so yeah um there's a lot of interesting stuff that is in the game i don't know how much we want to talk about a lot of the stuff that i find really interesting and weird um the so in this game the main baddie is the tinkerer um and of course, because it's a Miles game, they have to have the um, the Uncle Aaron story in there a little bit. Um, so Prowler is in there, and let's see, what's there's the there's these Raft people, and there's Exxon, um, which is just, um, gosh, what's his name? It's generic man voice actor that's in every game. Troy Baker? Troy Baker. Oh, yeah. really? It's just Troy Baker being the most Troy Baker he can okay, be. Okay, I was um, kidding around. Yeah, no, that was wow. uh, as <laughs> Simon Krieger? Krieger, yes. Krieger, yes. Um, Krieger, and it's, yes. And it's Roxxon, not Exxon. Yeah, yeah Roxxon. Well, Exxon is evil too. 
Um, but <laughs> yes, but Roxanne's the <laughs> Marvel version, the equivalent. Um, so it's uh it's interesting. The I liked all the bad guys. Um, I thought the in, the interactions between you and your family and Genki were great. Um, there's a Dazzler reference in the game. What? Which was weird. Did you catch that, Seth? No. No, it was in. So the uh, uh, when you're able to when you're flipping through the records to pick one, of course, one of them is a Dazzler record. That's beautiful record. And I'm like, how? Why are they doing an X Men <laughs> reference in this game? That's very weird. Dazzler baby. Um, I didn't know that Dazzler made music. I mean, that's like her whole thing. Yeah. On top of well, having like I don't light know, powers. I don't know a whole lot about the Dazzler. <laughs> that's all you need to know, really, is that she makes music and she has light abilities um, so she can basically be her own like, so she's she's like the belly concert. button hero in my hero academia uh yes <laughs> um so seth what uh did this game make you emotional at any point i want i want to ask you because it there was one or two points where it kind of hit me um uh i don't know it's kind of a tough question i don't Games, uh, most games don't really affect me that way. Seth doesn't um, feel. No, yeah, he does. <laughs> he I'm does. a hard-hearted, just kind of monster. Um, some <laughs> might call me a sociopath, but no, uh, you know, um, not here. Like, I don't know. It, I could appreciate the emotional beats in it, but um, you know, they didn't. They didn't do a whole lot for me, like in that way. Gotcha. Um, some of the stuff near the end kind of got me, um, but it's it was it was overall very good. I I like that the so in the first Spider-Man game, uh, when you got a new suit, one of your your abilities were like tied to that suit, and instead. They made it to where when you unlock a suit, it unlocks an ability and you can kind of mix and match, um, which is great. Yeah, because so you can now wear your I favorite suit. Right, now I don't have to ability. ugly suit. Yeah. yeah. They um, also sort of, and they also sort of took the um, the kind of, they, they removed the necessity of it, I guess, because there aren't any really suit abilities that have as impactful effects as the suit abilities did in the right. first one yeah um they're more just kind of they're all just kind of like passive buffs rather than actual things that you can do yeah um so what what suit did you play with the most um so. i mostly used uh the regular suit um okay. until i unlocked the spider verse suit which i then used yeah for most of the rest of the game until I got the uh, gold regular suit, mm. which I used after that. Yes. Or the uh, cat suit. <laughs> yeah, the cat suit. Um, I basically, so I, because I was doing all of the side stuff I could before I moved on, um, I unlocked that gold suit like halfway through the game. And... So I just used that the entire time. That was... It's a good-looking suit. Yeah. Oh, it was 
It's the regular so mile suit, but with gold in place of red. Yeah, nice. it's pretty sick. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I like I had to look it up. So uh between that one and the into the Spider-Verse suit, yeah, for sure. And that Spider-Man 2020 suit. I used that one a decent amount with the weird Daft Punk helmet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was peculiar. Cool. Yeah. Uh I haven't gone back and done the new game plus stuff to get the I guess the the training suit or whatever that's called. Um but I got the cat suit and yeah. That was the one the cat thing. Cat suit I, is great. The it it lets you have a you, it's like the normal suit, but he's wearing a hoodie and he has a backpack on it with a cat that is named Spider Man. And yeah. in occasionally, you will activate a takedown where the cat jumps out and scratches the 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 bad guy. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. It content is. It's right very there. good. I really love. So this game gives you the extra miles abilities also with the electric shock and camouflage. Um, and that made the stealth portions of the game so much more entertaining and fun to me. Um, yes. At least the, so that the was, so those are the two big changes from the original Spider-Man game is that miles has the venom strikes, which are mostly just different combat options. Um, that I think there, there are similar moves that Peter could do in the original one that um these are kind of in place of like there are no special web takedowns or anything like that that Miles can do uh and rather he has these kind of venom abilities um but yeah the the addition of a a button that you can just press to go invisible and get out of an encounter at any time is it's re- it's great uh <laughs> I I like as much as as much as I love playing through uh, the different kind of baddie fortresses, uh, trying to never break stealth. Um, it's great to have that sort of safety valve as to just sort of reset encounters, and it's also great to use proactively to like get in to where these enemies are and defeat a couple of them and just be able to zip out. Uh, it's it really it opens up a so just a different kind of gameplay that you can do or it makes it makes things just more streamlined i guess yeah um i i feel like i should talk a little bit about the ps5 version of the game um only because the um the vibration for this game is insane and what they were doing like Every time Miles was typing on a keyboard, there was like little tactile taps and stuff. Um, and every time you th- like thwipped a web and it connected, you like felt it go out and you felt it connect. Like it was insane. Um, you could feel at one point like the cat purring when you were petting it and have Ooh. it in the backpack. I like the sound um, of that. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, the touchpad, of course, like with most games, I'm pretty sure it's going to be just used to swipe as a different sort of menu key. So they didn't do anything unique with the, the touchpad. Um, but the the vibration 
and the stuff they did there was pretty interesting. And yeah, it was really pretty. I mean, that's the <laughs> only thing I can other thing I can say that's maybe I'm sure it was very pretty on the PS4. Um the the one issue I did have, I talked about it in the Discord was um I was bitten once or twice uh twice definitely by the uh latest bug in the PS5 um which is if you uh leave your system in sleep mode and you come back to play a game there's a chance it could um well a it'll quit out of your game so there was a point where the game got really framey and then it just quit me out of the game and then my console turned off that was fun love it um and then the other time it just i went to go turn it on and it turned on and the console booted off and then it wouldn't turn on for 15 minutes so that was terrifying um Mm. so don't leave your ps5s on sleep mode everyone it's been happening to reporters and it happened to me uh they are releasing they released it a gigabyte patch today or within the last couple of days that's supposedly going to remedy some of that um but some of it yeah so hopefully that doesn't happen anymore but it it it's funny and i'm frustrated uh shout out to joe who brought up that this was happening to people in the discord and i'm like oh this won't happen to me and then almost immediately the next day it happened to me hubris and um like it's not a humongous deal because the game saves so much yeah but like I'm playing it and the game got really framey. Like I'm talking like a slideshow. Yeah. And then it just hard shut off. Plus also the console just not turning on for 15 minutes, give or take. Like that's terrifying, especially yeah. with how much you have already put into this console. Yeah. And the fact that it's a, the new big thing, you know, <laughs> so like. It was, a, it was an interesting experience. Um, also, just make sure you're putting your discs in the right way in the PS5. That was a fun <laughs> yeah, we experience talked about I had a little bit. Miles Morales. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a great game. I, I'm i going to have to say goodbye to my PS5 for like a week and let my, uh, my, my boy Zach play the game because I promised him I would. Um, and... It's it's great. I'm excited for him to play it. You he actually did our Spider Man spoiler cast with us uh last year when we did the spoiler cast. Yeah, nice. Um so I would definitely uh suplex certify this game and recommend it to people. Um what about you, Seth? For sure. It's a great game, a great time to play it. You will have. <laughs> Awesome. Yep. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say before we go on from this? Yeah. Uh, I I really like the way this game ends just because of what it kind of promises for the next Spider-Man game. Um, I posited to you before we, record, before we started recording... Um, whether like whether or not you think that this game is going to have DLC um i and i only asked cuz they did it with the first one i don't imagine that they would just because the entire setup of the game is that miles is there by himself cuz peter's gone but by the end of the game peter's back uh and so it'd be kind of hard to fit that in um like have have 
there be stuff for him to do and ha- like come up with another reason that Peter can't be involved. Um, but I am excited for whatever the next game is because it is it is seemingly implied that both Spider-Men are going to be like they're going to be working side by side. And so I'm curious how they're going to do that with the two like I can't imagine a a game where you don't control both of them. Um and it'll be interesting to see the way that they they do that stuff. For sure. Um uh, this game's going to be it's I I'm ready to see what they they do with the world. Um Seth, did you play anything else this week? I don't believe so. No? Nope. Um I played I we've already talked about it, but I played the uh Age of Calamity demo. Um I'm excited for that to come out Friday. Yeah. Um just a quick reminder, that is still available and you can get like an hour and a half into the game um now and the the save will transfer over if you buy it digital or physical. So um I also played let's see I played more Assassin's Creed and Destiny. Um but I can't talk fully about Destiny yet except Stasis is real cool. Uh I I want to wait till I finish the story mode before I talk about that. Gotcha. And the Assassin's Creed is just really fun, but I don't recommend going from a really fast web-slinging game in Spider-Man uh to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is very slow and methodical compared to the fast and loose and fun Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Yeah, which kind of like brings in like this topic I was thinking of the other day of like switching between so many games now, especially since like on the Xbox, they have like the quick resume feature, like switching between all these different kinds of games, like how, like, like you said, going from such a fast paced game like spider-man to something that's a like at least movement wise is slower and kind of more sluggish like assassin's creed like that does kind of influence how you think about those games and your experience with them you know yeah i do want to note i don't know who in the world is switching that fast between games um you apparently well i mean not beating one but just like right but like the big thing with microsoft is the quick resume on like three different titles yeah i'm not jumping between fortnite destiny (laughs) and then assassin's creed all in a 20 yeah like that's just not happening no and i don't know who out there is doing that um if you are one of those people let us know i would love to pick your brain uh as to how you're even keeping those like Going. How your mind keeps up with that. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just different speeds. And I I just had, I beat Miles like at around like six or seven in the afternoon one of the days. And I was like, oh, well, I've still got a lot of time. I should play something else. And going to like, oh, I'll, I'll just start Assassin's Creed again. And that was the wrong choice. Yeah. I, just, I was like, All right, I'll just play Destiny for a little bit. <laughs> um but Forrest, what did you play? Uh, I'm about to be finished up with DMC3. I'll probably finish that tomorrow. Um, but 
So I don't have much like to talk about it, but uh, I do want to talk about like how the game really builds a rival for you and how I kind of wish more games, especially uh, in like the modern they had more like stronger rival characters that that like don't feel so just blatantly rivalish but also like have their own like separate motivations outside of just trying to beat your character but also like how they reflect your growth uh throughout like progressing through a game like i just think dmc3 does a really good job at this um I actually watched a entire like a 30 minute video essay on this kind of thing the other day. Um, but like DMC3 does this thing where like a lot of the boss fights are huge, gigantic, like demons, monsters, whatever. Um, but every time you fight Virgil, who's the your twin brother in the game, um, um, like he is so much more difficult or at least more challenging of an encounter because of how his moveset like mirrors yours as the player and just like it leads to more engaging fights i'd say um much like higher intense fights of just like where i constantly felt like i was having to be on my toes like i was having to be on my best game to to beat him whereas like all the other bosses i felt like i could kind of like cheese my way through or at least I knew that I could like wait out stuff with Virgil it was con like constant on the offense like switching back and forth quickly between offense and defense and it's like really exhilarating and I'm really excited to get to that final fight with him at the end of the game because I know it's going to be such a huge test of my skill which I feel like I'm actually gotten much better at the game uh compared to last week where everything was kicking my butt uh 20 times over i'm making it through most things now first try with the exception of bosses which are taking about three to five on average now so dmc3 good game you're gonna play i think you said you were playing melody of memory yes yeah i'm gonna going to yep i'm gonna get on that once i beat this um I still haven't bought it yet, but I'll buy it literally within five minutes of beating DMC three. Like maybe maybe buy it on before, your Xbox. Yeah, you tell me. Uh, so you're telling me about that before we recorded tonight, and I didn't like I didn't verbalize this, but uh, when I was like looking online to buy it uh, the other day, or at least like give my mom the information for it because she was maybe gonna get it for my birthday. Um, she. Like, I was looking through it, and I didn't see an Xbox listing on, like, Amazon or or anything. So when you said you may want to get it on your Xbox, I, like, quickly Googled, like, was there an Xbox version? Because I didn't remember oh. seeing or hearing anything about it. And I was freaking out because I didn't know how to tell you that, like, <laughs> I don't know if there was an Xbox version. And I may not be able to play the game then. <laughs> no, it's on there. Yeah. Um. I know this now, thankfully. <laughs> um. All right. Well, with that, um, we will be right back after the break. And we're back. 
Hopefully during that break, you are going on to all the social media at Suplex the Sticks and checking us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, letting us know what you think about the show and sharing it with your friends. Um, and hopefully you swipe up and join our Discord, interact with us. We talk about all kinds of random stuff today. We talked about music for like two hours in the <laughs> off-topic channel. Um, and it was a good time. And you also rate us on whatever podcatcher you are using to listen to the show. Every review helps. Um, uh, you think that reviews don't help. They are super important. And they help us get out in front of more people. So we would appreciate you uh, telling us what you think. Um, so let's talk about some news. Um, first off, we'll get it out of the way. Uh, Gears 5 has continued its weird love letter with WWE wrestlers and has added the New Day as DLC characters. Uh, or they are going to add the New Day as DLC characters. And they look great. They look freaking great. I love it. Um, they look really cool, and it's exciting. So um, Gears 5 is still getting supported, which good for it. It's a solid multiplayer and solid uh, multiplayer experience. Um, one day on the show, I'll be able to go into why I did not like the campaign. I Maybe in the future. I don't know. I... It was something. Um, so let's let's keep it. There, there's not a ton of news because we're still in this post-console launch area where the dust is kind of settling. Um, but we should talk about Halo Infinite because we were told um, that a high-level update is coming, and it's but they're not going to be at the Game Awards. Um, I think the the quote uh, in the article I read went along the lines of uh, full disclosure, we don't have anything planned for the VGAs, but are hoping to offer at least a high-level update within the next few weeks so we can kind of restart this journey together after the holidays. Um, presently, uh, Gerard said that 343 is still going through the huge cascade of implications and ramifications that appeared after the studio announced it will delay Halo Infinite to 2021. This does not sound like a game that's coming out uh, in the first half of 2021. Nope. Uh, with the words restart and huge ramifications and implications. Um, 2022, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was all in the IGN article, by the way. So if you go to IGN, you can see the... Uh, I took the quotes from there. So it's pretty... It's pretty much less, it's just as fleshed out in the article, but um, it's very vague, it's very fluff, and we're going to get a high-level update, so they'll probably just say, like, it's going good. Statin's back. It'll like be, that's. It'll be like the last Metroid Prime 4 update that we had, where they said, uh, we are restarting development with a new team. <laughs> oh, gosh. We have scrapped everything. Hmm. Yeah. Halo Infinite. Halo, Can't wait. This game is never coming out. Uh, Infinite is actually a hint to when it will release. Right. Uh, once you get to the last number of Infinity, which, as you know, is not possible, yeah. then the game will release. Yeah. So start um, counting. <laughs> start counting. <laughs> and continue to count. 
man. Halo Infinite. Thanks. The gift three, that four, keeps three. on giving. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, so we'll look forward to that in the next couple of weeks, but not at the VGAs. Um, I imagine it'll be a multiplayer update because they they need to show that the multiplayer looks okay. Yeah. I think. Um, so I think we'll there's see. a lot that they need to show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not yeah. wrong. It's just like when people talk about Halo, they care about the multiplayer. I mean, the story is there, um, but we know. Well, I that, think a lot uh, of people cared about the story until the last game. Yeah, right. <sighs> like Halo has been a full package experience, I would say, for the, almost the entirety of its existence. You know, whereas like Call of Duty, you can nitpick. You can be like, oh, I played pretty much just for the multiplayer. But uh, at least in my experience in being active in the Halo community at different points in my life, like a lot of people I've seen seem to enjoy both avenues of gameplay, you know? Yeah. Uh, until five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about five. So <laughs> uh, Halo 4 did just get put on Master Chief Collection for PC. Yep. And so that's it. They're done. They did it. Yes. And crossplay is coming soon. For what? Master Chief Collection. Pretty sure that's already a thing. I think multiplayer crossplay is a thing. Yeah. Um, but campaign has not happened. Oh, yet. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. There's your Halo update. Uh <laughs> don't expect those to happen too often. Um uh Forest. Talk a little bit about this Capcom update, since all you play is Capcom games. That's true. Um, so there was a leak that came out of a bunch of Capcom stuff um, that basically the quick rundown is that Resident Evil 8 is going to be coming supposedly in April of 2021, which feels pretty soon for me. I'm pretty excited about that. Um then it also just confirmed the Resident Evil 4 remake is pretty much happening, which I felt like we already had like an official announcement from a game director or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I thought that was heavily hinted at at some point. Yeah, so this is just more confirmation of something we already knew. And then uh, the next thing is that some new Ace Attorney like spinoff stuff seems to be happening. There was a code name found for something called Guillotine, like a game called or a project called Guillotine, heavy Ace Attorney vibes. Uh, there's in my opinion. There's supposed to be a shooter that was hinted at yes, in there too. That too. Um, also something for like an another attempt at a Resident Evil multiplayer thing, <laughs> which as if you have kept up with Resident Evil at all since about 2012, you will know that every multiplayer endeavor like that has just been like a separate game or whatnot has just not gone well. And I don't know why they keep trying to make it a thing. Yes. I've told this story on the podcast multiple times. Yeah. Uh, me getting a mass <laughs> amount of people to pre-order, pre-order? resident like, evil what's operation it? Ra- raccoon, raccoon city. city. Yeah. <laughs> and those people were you very d- mad at me. You demon. <laughs> Listen, you got to do what you got to do. When you work for the big old GS, yeah. you got to do what you got to do to survive. That game did not did not go over well with the people. 
but yeah, Capcom, it sucks that they got hit with a leak. Yep. Um, apparently, like, the full source code for Devil May Cry 2 was also in it. Yes. Which is weird. Um, there was there was also some, like, stuff in the leak, like, involving Stadia and Sony and, like, what they paid to Capcom to get, like, stuff on their platforms or, like, timed exclusivity for DLC. Yeah, apparently VR. RE8's going to have timed exclusivity for DLC on the PS5. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, Seth, did you see anything uh, about this leak that maybe we didn't cover? No, I pretty much just saw the the big stuff as well. Okay. Um, and it's, I mean, with leaks like this, it's usually like a bunch of, there's always a bunch of extra information in there and it's, and it can be hard to, to figure out what all that stuff is. Um, right. But I'm sure that if there's anything, anything else big in it, we'll probably see that stuff sort of trickle out in articles on our favorite websites. <laughs> Pretty sad that there's no glaringly like next Mega Man X game or I something. Know, oh man. Or yeah. something. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> No treats for us Mega Man fans. No. Um, no, like, file named Devil May Cry 6 or something. Um, so, Or DMC know. Devil May Cry 2. Was it, can I ask y'all something? Because maybe I've, I'm feeling gaslit by Capcom. No. Did they not say that RE8 was coming out this year? Was there not a 2020 after that initial trailer? I don't think so. Uh, okay, now you're making me second guess myself. Like, I mean, I'll, we'll throw that in the Discord. Yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure that the first trailer for that said 2020. Like, mm, don't bother with I don't, it. No, I don't I'll think, save it for later. I don't think that you're right about this. Okay. We'll see. I'm going to, we'll, after the pod. Yeah. Um, like, I, I had no inclination that it was coming out this year. We'll see. I... I feel like it was there. You know what is sadly missing from this leak? Go ahead. Do you know? Do you know what I'm going to say? Mega Man ZX3? <laughs> no. Two. No. <laughs> Deep down. Oh. Oh. Yes. Seth will for... <laughs> I want that game, dang it. <laughs> I was going to throw in a beautiful Joe 3. Um... Look, also, I'm talking about realistic things. Ah, okay. So I couldn't even joke about the next one, the one I was going to make then, which was Marvel versus Capcom 4. But um, I, don't we know that that's being developed? It's not. I don't know what you're on. The only fighting game that Capcom is making is Street Fighter 6 after they finished up Street Fighter 5's final season. Hmm. Oh, they, I think it pardoned the leak. I recall seeing something on Twitter about Marvel vs. Capcom, but yeah. Yeah, it's um, not there. All right. So, Capcom leak. Uh, Seth, uh, your favorite game, or at least recently your favorite game. Uh, tell us about it's it getting a remake or remaster. Yes, so um, in a... I guess it was a press release. I don't really know where the initial um information came out i think it was just from playstation themselves um first the the next uh dlc of neo 2 is coming out december 17th 
So that'll be fun. I'm I'm excited for that. But uh, next February, um, the uh, I forget. I don't know if that's a. I was reading this this thing. I don't know if February has any significance. Um, but oh yeah, it's the the four year anniversary of Neo. Uh, next February, and so, um, Neo. And Neo 2 are getting remastered versions for the PlayStation 5 uh, in a Neo collection. Um, they will, of course, have all the DLC, um, and they're, they're you know they're going to be in 4K support up to tw- 120 FPS gameplay, which would be would be really interesting for a game like this. Um, certainly, the PS4 does not have. I, I'm I'm actually curious what it is on base PS4. Um, but it's certainly not going anywhere near that. And if you own the game, if you own Neo 2 on PS4, um, you can, it, it seems like you can upgrade for free uh, along with any of the DLC that you own. Um, you just plot that disc there in the into the PS5 and it gives you the option to download the upgraded version. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so if you are one of the lucky ones out there with the PS5 and have not played this game in February, I highly recommend getting this collection. Um, I think it would also be interesting to be able to play through it in chronological order because, if I, as I have talked about, Neo 2 is both the prequel and the sequel to Neo. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, <laughs> like, I kind of want to do that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I probably never will. But uh, it, I think that would be really interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Uh, depends on if I pick up Dark Souls. Um, you mean Demon uh, Souls? Demon Souls, yeah, yeah. I'm getting ever closer to picking up Demon Souls, and I don't know why I'm going to do it to myself because I'm going to be real mad. Yes, but you are going to hate playing that game. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Neo Neo 1 and 2. I really liked Neo 1 and the vibe of it until I realized I was bad at it. Um, <laughs> Listen, just be like me with DMC3 and just get good. Right. Well, Like y'all told me to do whole, last week. It's a whole different level of get good. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, no. It's don't... don't mm. Get good is simply just get good. I suppose. <laughs> we'll, we'll allow that to pass. Um... <laughs> Uh, Seth, Seth didn't know about this news before the show, which was a fun realization. Um, but in real life, um, there's a pandemic going on. Um, and that's so, the news I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Pro Bowl is canceled, which the Pro Bowl, if you don't know, is like, you know, the all-star game of the football the National Football League. The, yeah, the NFL. Um, so the Pro Bowl was canceled this year, and they're going to play it at Madden 21, which is interesting. Um, and they're going to air it on major networks. Uh, it also means that the actual best of the best will be playing in it. Because, this is literal esports. Yeah. Esports getting the, the big time. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this, Seth? I think it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. 
Like, I probably won't watch it, but I really hope there's good clips that come out of it. My my next question would be, do you think that more people will watch this than the actual Pro Bowl? <laughs> no. I think there is a chance, yeah. Just because I, it's something that's different. Yeah, people don't really, like, it's not a huge thing to watch the Pro Bowl. Because it's, they're, they're playing football, but they... Yeah, they're not, they're not trying all that hard. And yeah. there's really no way in Madden to not, to like try less hard than you than you are. Right. Like you can't make you can't make the virtual players try less hard, I guess. Um the one thing I am ex- I'm wondering is who's going to be playing the game? Like is it going to be celebrity guests? Is it going to be like multiple people? Is it going to be one person? I'm excited to see that sort of thing. I yeah, would that, assume it would be the pro thinking. bowlers themselves. You think? I mean, maybe. Now that I think about it, it doesn't make. A, I was about a to say sense, that would be that would be a lot of people playing is, on. One is system. there a mode where you Half can of get them would be on the bench twenty like twenty six <laughs> people playing at the same time, all as individual players? I don't know if that exists in Madden, but yeah, I don't. Think that would that be exists, fun, but that would I be think fun if EA is smart. They will create that mode. Well, that's your problem, and I'm, and I'm talking to those people. They're literally in Orlando. I should actually drive over there and be like, hey, I heard this is happening. <laughs> Just you guys should a, do this. Leave a tape for the mayor at the front of their yeah. No, No, I don't have to look li- for the mayor. <laughs> for the <laughs> yeah. mayor of Orlando. But yeah, this would, I think that, that would actually be, I don't know. <laughs> I hesitate to say that it would be compelling TV, <laughs> but it would certainly be unique. Yeah, it'd be chaos. Um, oh my gosh. Can you imagine how like kickoffs and stuff would be? That'd be so weird. But like, that's um, what East, like 2K esports leagues do. Like they have the individual players playing. Now, of course, basketball is only five on five, but if, if EA wants to be serious about this, give me that third, that 11 on 11 or however many players there are. That'd be I so want them all insane. individual positions. It'd be great. I wouldn't want to be the guy who's playing the nose tackle. <laughs> it's just that's your whole thing is is doing nothing basically. Oh, I'd do great but, at that then. But it would be realistic. Can you imagine like the mini games they would attribute to like snapping and stuff? Okay, this is actually a compelling mode. <laughs> this is okay. I don't. I don't think. No, we'll see. I don't think there would be any mini games. I think to snap the button, to snap the ball, you just press A. Right. I'm saying what they could do with this to make it better in the future. Never mind. We don't need to go down this road. Um, but yes. Well, I, I think it's funnier, though, if <laughs> you have those people playing positions where you literally don't do anything in the actual game. Like, this is not to say offensive linemen don't do anything in the game of football, but in the game of Madden, <laughs> you're not really doing anything. Right. Yeah. You're just going forward. Or holding, like, yeah. I, I don't even know if you can actually control those players. Yeah, you can. I mean, no, not, I don't think not so. on offense, but on defense. Well, sure. Yeah. But, like, because you can play with two players on the same offense, uh, like multiplayer, but I I don't know that it's possible to, for one of those people <laughs> to choose an offensive lineman. So, I don't, so they would, might have to add that functionality in. But this is what yeah. I want to see. Yeah. 
this is the TV we want, Madden. Yeah. Uh, EA, give it to us. And really, it wouldn't just be 22 players. You would have to accommodate every single pro bowler <laughs> connecting to one game at the same time that will, yeah. will, be, will actively sub in. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Like, Listen, we've already figured out the, or maybe not EA, but like other developers have figured out the online infrastructure to have like 100 people in a match. I don't see how 26 is pushing it. Yeah. The game's a little maybe not built for that. It's that would that's <laughs> Listen, where that's a, that's a later problem, you know. Right, right. <laughs> um so um who knows, the halftime show will probably be like a league match or something. <laughs> or, or some so it'll, Halo so it'll or, be an hour long. Yeah. Um so the Pro Bowl. Keep your eyes out. Hopefully EA listens to us. Seth is going to go there after the show tonight. And, and knock on the mayor of the, EA's yeah. door. Because he's in Orlando. Um, let's that talk about... These games are made. This is our uh, our favorite time of year, boys. The Kayleys. The, the, uh, the Game Awards. Yep. Um, we They're love coming it. up. They're yep. coming up. I'm excited to be here. watch this in December, I guess. Um, Jeff Hype Machine Kaylee um, released all the nominees today. And um, I thought it'd be fun. We're not going to go through all of them because there's a ton. And if there's anything we learned from last year, uh, they don't show most of them during the show. <laughs> they yeah. just put them at the bottom like a ticker. Like, so... There's no point in us going through all of them, uh, except for the ones that we find interesting. Um, which let's start like game the, of the year. Yeah, let's start with game of the year. Um, the Ooh. the nominees are as follows: Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Quite the it's an list. Interesting list, yeah. Um, it's a... It. So I haven't actually looked at any of the other, uh, nom- like any of the other categories. So I won't have anything much to say about those. So I don't know how much we oh, want to you... talk about those. But oh, you will. I want to bring up a couple to you. But <laughs> okay. go ahead. Um, this is a very interesting year for game of the year. Uh, I think in any other year. Um, Last of Us 2 would be a very obvious choice for to win Game of the Year. Now, this is not to say that I think Last of Us is the best Game of the Year, but the Game Awards are... They're not really for the list, the people like who will listen to a thing like this. Um, <laughs> they're more... You know, they're for the general public. Um... And Last of Us is an easy game to point at and be like, "Look, it's look it's at this art. game. It's it's art. it's art. This is this is this is what you want." Um, <laughs> this and so, Neil Druckmann and, and in I, your mentions. Oh, look at my art. No. Look yeah. at my art. Um, and I think there is a chance that that does happen in real life. <laughs> um. <laughs> Like, uh, as in, that yeah. will be the result of this. Yeah. But 
2020 is a different kind of year, as we have all known um, and experienced and continue to, to live in every single day. As Seth found um, out recently, even, there I is bet a even pandemic. in March, even like next March, it's still going to be 2020, uh, and no one yeah. is going to be surprised. Um, but there is a title. There, every year there's like a um, a sort of token Nintendo nomination that people are like, outside of the year of Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, they're kind of just there because like everyone agrees these are very good games, but they're not really the kind of games we, we're giving awards to here. They're not art. Uh, but... <laughs> If there was, if there is a game that best, like, represents the year of 2020, uh, well, you could argue that that is also The Last of Us in a certain way, <laughs> but the game of the year 2020, to me, and this is a person who s- still has not played this game, was Animal Crossing, um, <laughs> because of the way it united the, the world, basically, for, uh... A month or so like this was this was the game like people who weren't playing video games bought consoles to play this game with other people yeah seth bought um, this game day one still hasn't played it still i still haven't played it <laughs> one day i'll get i'll, I'll do it eventually I one swear. day i'll be right there with you man um and so i i mean i don't know that that the voters will see it that way i think but i think like to say you i guess you have to you can't judge it based on the normal criteria that that they would normally judge game of the year on but like that's what when you think about the games of this year i think for the most people it's going to be animal crossing like that is first and foremost oh yeah for sure yeah so like doom is kind of a weird inclusion and Ghost of Tsushima is also a, a kind of peculiar just because, like, people liked it, but I don't know that it was this widely praised Beloved. thing. Yeah. yeah. That, like, like, everyone took, said it was... Took, like, like the industry was, and the social sphere by storm. Sorry. For... Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't this sort of transcendent game. Like, it was... I don't know. Like everyone said, it was good, but also that it was basically taking game mechanics from other things and sort of just putting them into into a different setting. Um, um, honestly, instead of Ghost of Tsushima, I would have probably put um, Ori Two or Half Life Alex. Mm. Uh, everyone loved Half Life Alex that I saw, and like, and how the stuff I saw was literally just. You can't get the scope of VR watching a video of it. Yeah. Um, but everyone that I listened to in podcasts and stuff that VR was just like, this is literally the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Um, like, And I, of course, would put Neo 2 on this list. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Um, I'm sure that yeah, Forrest so is are... over here about to say that Resident Evil 3 should have been in there. No. Or something. No? <laughs> no? No. Okay. It's a fine so game. It's... It's an interesting list, and of course, I'd be remiss if not to give a shout out to Hades. Um, Absolutely, and it it's nominated like ten categories. Uh, As it should be. So this be, is yeah. like, it's not just like 
oh, this is the one indie game everyone loves. It's like clear that this is a game that absolutely stands up to the other games on this list. And in some cases, I it's pretty clear that it surpasses the other uh, the other games on this list. One like, could say that it's a super no giant game. No disrespect to Doom Eternal. Uh, and, uh, Which but, most people I read didn't even like it that much. Like it, they thought it was fine, but like the first one was better. It's whatever. It's it's fine. We had this talk like five months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm Hades. This is the. I think there is a legitimate chance that Hades could win. Uh, but I would love I, that because it sort of has the trappings of um what the game awards kind of looks for certainly in a um a less bombastic version uh like all of the the kind of the characters and the cinematic nature that a game like Last of Us has Hades does have just sort of in a different form just because of like it's it's an indie developer. Um I don't think it will win, but I think it could. And of course Final Fantasy Seven. It's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic game. Um so I wanna bring up to you, Seth, uh the best narrative category. Um mm-hmm. in that the nominations are Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I've never heard of this game in my entire life. Um, really? Really. Uh, I haven't played it, but it's pretty much, it's like roundly gotten nines and tens everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll have to check it out, I guess. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's a visual novel. So, Last of Us Part Two. Um, by the way, I saw a tweet somewhere. It's around Sony got like 26 nominations with first party games and then super giant was along with xbox and all of them at like eight so mm-hmm. congrats to super giant um for hanging with the big boys that are not sony who had like three first party games this year that got nominated for everything yeah um so best narrative last was part two ghost of tsushima which is odd to me uh that game was narratively boring in my opinion um hades and then final fantasy 7 remake is on this list (laughs) which is so weird to me um because the narrative is great but it also makes literally no sense it's also so heavily dependent on an entirely like separate yeah, piece of media. <laughs> it's have, it's like, very strange. Having anything like, Nomura makes nominated for best narrative. Wild. It's, it's almost like, did you play this game? <laughs> like, I think the story is, it is great, but it only is great because of my greater knowledge of one Final Fantasy VII and to the whatever the the collection of other games is called i forget uh and also just of 
the ways in which uh Nomura tells stories. Um it's but that that's like a lot of a lot of stuff you have to have in there to to qualify. Oh yeah, the story in this is great. Right. It, it is now that I've thought about it. Like seeing a Final Fantasy 7 remake under best narrative is not like a shocking thing, but then you think about it and it's like, well, is is it really the best <laughs> right. narrative? Um, I want to point out the best performance category um, because the the actresses between behind Ellie and Abby are both nominated, mm. as well as Logan Cunningham for portraying Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, Very Dice, good, and and many other characters on that, I believe. Yes, um, I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, Daisuke Dice Dice Daisuke Suji. Uh, who voiced Jin and Ghost of Tsushima, um, which his voice acting was fine. It's very flat. I don't understand. I guess that's the performance they're the going English for. English version or the Japanese version? Oh, that is a good question. I believe I'd have to look it up, um, but it's one of them. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, and then, so this is the one that's throwing me a little bit, um, is, uh, Najee Jeterm, who voiced Miles in Spider-Man, Miles Morales. And, um, <laughs> this game should probably have been nominated for more if it was qualified for it. To yeah, least... that's weird. They usually just, as a rule, don't have games that came out this recently. Um, that so that's is, really weird. That is that the he... only nomination for Miles Morales besides best action adventure game. Hmm. Um, that's I don't know. That's peculiar. I wouldn't that... have expected it to be on the list at all because it just came out. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> um. Oddly enough, also, see this, this, the, the way that things get nominated for this, I would love to know more, um, because it's just like, that sort of thing is weird to me, um, like, best indie game, uh, Fall Guys is on there, um, I guess that counts as an indie game, uh, I don't know if I necessarily saw it as an indie game. Um, it is, though. Yeah. I guess. Um, it, I think it doesn't feel like that because it was, because of how it blew up, because of it being on uh, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, also, curiously enough, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is nominated, but only in action adventure and innovation and accessibility. Um, yeah, it's that's really weird the way they're, because like this is another game that in another year would be nominated for a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh! Speaking of another Hold on. year, I'm broken. I'm broken. <laughs> Star Wars, okay. That's what I was about to get at. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is nominated under Best Action Adventure Game. And that's the only 
category it's nominated in. Because it came out too too late last year. But like a day. But the performances in it were fantastic. The score in it was was, amazing. It's not nominated for anything besides action adventure game. Yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like we do this every year. <laughs> like we look at these, like what? This is so stupid. This process is so dumb. But I mean, I don't know. It's. I think at some point Doom we just have to accept that nominated for best music. Get that this here. is like dumb. It's it's just it, it's a weird. The way that they do this voting process is is weird. Nonsensical. Yeah, but also like you have a great game like Fallen Order that just gets shafted because it came out literally a year ago. I mean, that's what like, happened to Smash. In, yeah, it's like it's not in the the consciousness anymore. Like, well, you know what game that's not going to happen to Forrest and Seth? You know what game's not Cyberpunk? I knew you were. You say know, that. Cyberpunk is going to be in every dang category. Yeah, in the Game Awards oh, next absolutely. year. Well. I don't think so because oh, do tell it's not going to come out. <laughs> okay, that's fair. They can't nominate a game that's that isn't a... released. I just had a like a feeling that it was going to get delayed to January. I mean, it might. Like we're three weeks from it. Like, we're when, we're on the cusp of yes. another delay. Like when you just mentioned it, my mind visualized January twenty twenty one. Um, and I'm like, oh no. So Seth, do you want to know uh, what was nominated for best family game traditionally the Nintendo category? Mm, I'd have to guess Animal Crossing. Yes. Uh. Hmm. Family game. Uh, Among Us is that on there? Nope. No, actually. It's about murder. Um. <laughs> that's true. Not really family oriented. No. I don't know then. What else? Uh, uh Crash 4. Okay. Uh Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart Live. Minecraft Dungeons and Paper Mario mm-hmm. the Origami King. Yeah, that makes sense. Still the Nintendo category. I would The thing is when I think of a family game, and usually that does hold true with these categories, is that there's some form of co-op. Yeah. And and so that a family can play it right but there is no co-op in multiple of these games um so that's fine it's interesting the game awards well, look, we know always. that family game is code for kids game yeah sure Ooh, true um really the biggest tragedy here is they that they can't say that that donkey is not nominated as content creator of the year um so you hate to see it and neither is suplex of sticks. Oh, um, that's the that's the biggest crime here. I know that it we truly made is at least as interesting of content as Tim the Tatman, who mainly got famous because he was bad at Fall Guys. So, um, yeah, the that's problem a lot is, of I, is we're too good at video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Listen, we we are truly in a. So basically, David, you need to get Demon Souls and stream yourself playing it. Among Us did get nominated in best multiplayer game. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's only a two-year-old game. Why not get nominated now? I mean, I I don't actually have any problems with it because 
it basically is a a, a new game. It's just everyone found it two years later. Right. Um, and it it would be hard. It would be disingenuous to not announce it, to not like nominate it for something. Yeah, or at least acknowledge um, it. But it's just weird how there aren't really. I guess there aren't really any clear guidelines on on the way this voting works, or the way stuff like the eligibility for things to be nominated. Um, so no, it's just, I the, don't know. the it's, only rules are the ones that Jeff Cayley decides on, right? Which is part of the f- frustration. frustration in the arbitrariness of this whole ordeal. Oh, um, I like I like the use of that, arbitrariness there. Is that if Jeff Cayley wanted to do this? He should just create the Jeff Cayley Power Hour and show us a bunch of new game releases. Uh, now wait a minute. Oh, I huh. tried that. Oh god, yeah, it was the summer boring games, and it, well, that was drawn out over three months. Imagine that condensed into an hour, um, and then at the end they announced disappointingly a Fast and Furious game and act like that was the biggest announcement the whole night. Um, <laughs> So yeah, really. Hey, the, yeah, why wasn't that nominated I mean, for anything? Let's be honest. We mostly, we mostly just tune in for the announcement. So hopefully, at least that will be a little less disappointing. Yeah, I can't even remember what big was announced last year. I know we did this a couple of weeks ago, but I just don't. I can't remember. Um, Got the Series X reveal. Yep, that was it. Yep. So, oh, and Godfall. That was where <laughs> they first showed off Godfall. You, that's not on here either. Yeah, no Godfall nom. Come on, devastating. It is the first ever. Why is there no looter slasher category? Yeah, Jeff. I think sh- they, they really should have made a best slusher <laughs> category, and it only had one. You it, know, entry, with how you know? much stuff that people have made fun of, they're gonna do a bit where they make a slusher category, like as a joke. <laughs> And it's gonna make me mad because I'm gonna be dumb about it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you want to enjoy it, the game awards are in December on I'm trying to scroll through this article here. December 10th. Um, if you want to join our Discord and hang out with us while this happens, because I'll for sure be in there yelling about stuff. Um whether it's good or bad. Um, see what night that So ends. it's December 10th sometime at night. I'm sure it's at like 8 p.m. or it whatever. It is a Thursday night? Yeah. I'm going to ask off for work. Yeah, request off. You can come over here and we'll watch the Game Awards. Such is yearly tradition now. Um, so, Seth, take the... T- don't take any days off of work, please. <laughs> Not for this. Um, but, all right. Was there any other news... Besides this nonsense um, that you wanted to throw in, Seth or Forrest. I got nothing. I don't believe so. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all hanging out with me again for another fun week. Um, next week I'll have – I think I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to play through all of Astro's Playroom. I think that's like an 8 to 10-hour experience. And God. Yeah. It's, it's not small. Um, and I'm – Definitely gonna play more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, I forgot that we're definitely gonna talk about Hyrule Warriors: Age of yeah. Calamity next week. So um, that'll be fun. Um, 
Seth, there's a multiplayer mode in that. I don't know if you knew that. I know that I, I didn't know that. I don't know that I knew that either. And so there's a two-player mode. So we should try nice. it to see if there's an internet co-op mode. And if not, we can just play it together during Thanksgiving or something. That'd be sick. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, all right. With that, we will talk at you next week about all that fun stuff. And we will see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.